going on, Jay? Hey, what's up, man? How's it going? Good, good, good. Glad to have you on. Yeah, dude. I mean, it's been a long time since I've seen you. Like, I think the last time like that both of us were moly in the same vicinity was at a underground gym, right? Like, before yeah, yeah. they moved. Yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. Like, damn, it was a fucking long time. Yeah, back uh, where it was behind the uh where Floyd Casey used to be yeah yeah literally years ago yeah. Jesus Christ yeah I mean I think that's I think that's actually where I met you I was trying to think yeah. of, about that but yeah. I was like I'm, I'm pretty sure it was underground but yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know I've seen you at other gyms too oh, you know, uh, so. oh my god let me see okay perhaps little diesel maybe yeah right yeah, yeah. right like little diesel right yep. yeah I was, damn. yeah that's where it was that was a long time ago yeah man dude and, uh man, I haven't I haven't talked to Kevin in a long time. Me either. Yeah. Me either. But, like, I don't know if he transitioned to relocate or anything because I know there's, like, another thing there now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know he did move, but I, I, did, I never actually caught where he moved hmm. to. Oh, man, hopefully he's still in Waco. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure he is. I haven't actually seen him post on, no, uh, on anything. Not either, at all. But he might be busy, you know. <laughs> yeah. Like, all of us. Yeah, yeah Full-time sure. work, no, you know. Yeah, for sure, dude. Like, and then I guess, like, towards... As you get older, like that, you kind of slowly find other things to kind of like take your time. Yeah, you know. And I feel like as I get older, uh, time goes faster. You know what I mean? Surprisingly, it does. Yeah. Since even though we say like that, we have twenty four hours. Try to subtract like eight ish around there from that, mm -hmm. and so pretty much like that's the amount of time you literally have, like just while you're awake to do something. Yeah. And so that's like if you're in school or like working and depending on like the time that you kind of are on the clock, subtract that time as well. And so that's the time that you have left. It's probably like five, six or eight or seven hours yeah. at the most. Yeah. And so trying to find time to do everything that you want. I mean, it's hard sometimes, I guess. Yeah. Well, I think uh, I think we're, we're sort of alike in that. Where um, I think we both get into a lot of things. Like we have a lot of interests. Yeah. Um, yes, we do. Yes. Yeah. We do. So that and th there's there's those few things that that really stick with you for life that you you did early in life and they, and they stick with you. But there's always just like, you know, I don't. For me, it's it's kind of the, they're like shinies. Like I see shiny things. I'm like, oh, that's cool. I want to mm. do that. You know. And and I think getting older too, it's it's a, a perception thing too. Because you, when you're younger, it's like uh, you're you're kind of more carefree. Cause yeah. you don't have to worry about the, the daily grind, you know, you don't, it's not so much about that or of course, like the responsibilities, I guess, bills, yeah. you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Debt, yeah. You know, like, and I guess like for most other people, kids. Yeah. I got a kid know? now, so, so. That <laughs> I have to worry about him all day, yeah, you know, of like well, how, it, while I'm in, you know, in the middle of work, I'm like, what's, yeah. what's he doing at school? Is he doing good? Is he yeah. being a good kid? You know, yeah, pretty much, man. <laughs> cause pretty I wasn't much. a good kid. So yeah. I uh, worry that he's not going to be a good kid. Surprisingly I was. Yeah. Trust me. Like, I always look forward to like the PTA meetings because I wanted the teachers to gas me up because they always did saying, Oh man, like he's a good student. Like I love having him in my class. Like, and I'm cheesing yeah. like a big smile on my face. Like my mom's like, Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Like, and I'm just like, just like taking it all in. Yeah. Right. Like, and then of course my sister had like just a somewhat good review, I guess. Mm -hmm. Like I'd say, well, she kind of talks like, and I'm just like gloating, like, ha, you know, like they love me. But I'm. Mean, you always have something, so yeah, you yeah. know. There's that. Yeah, yeah, man. I I, I don't know what it was. I enjoyed that too. You know, I think everybody likes a, a little bit of praise and yeah, and, pretty and much. That, I mean, I think I think the the praise wasn't enough for me. Like with mm -hmm. with 
a wild brain, you know, like my dad was kind of a a wild person. He was a wild card. So Mm. I think, you know, genetically my brother and I got that wild card, you know, from him. So as much as we tried to be good, you know, my mom put me in Boy Scouts and all that stuff. And I was still just like, you know, don't tell me what to do. I'm going to do my own thing, you know, all the time. So structure too. I didn't have as much structure at home. Okay. Um, for us, I want to say like that my parents were very strict, like completely strict. Like, I mean, like no sleepovers, like no going over to friends' house, sleeping over. And so pretty much like none of us like were ever like in a quinceanera. And so I think the only quinceanera like that I just vaguely participated was when I was 18. And so that's only because I asked my like folks still permission at 18. Like, hey, like, can I be in that one? They're yeah. like, yeah, sure. That's fine. But, but like it was just quick, like. Basically, as soon as, like, they did the dance, and and so people started eating, like, my folks were like, all right, come on, let's go. Like, okay, that's fine. <laughs> that's perfectly fine. I understand. Yeah, yeah. And so I didn't have my first, like, cell phone until I was 18. Okay. And 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 um, they would always take us to church on Sundays all the time, and... We would also pray every day. And so, of course, now, like, I get it. Like, they growing up, you're like, man, why do I have to do that, right? Uh, but now, growing up, and to pretty much like that everybody lives in their own house, it's those moments that you actually do miss. I mean, like, regardless if it was praying together, but you're together under yeah, yeah. one roof, you know? Yeah. That, like, or, like, sharing a meal mm-hmm. together in the same table. Because now, it's like, okay, like, you drop and you're hungry. Okay, you serve yourself, you leave. And so now, like, oh, hey, like, dinner's ready, like, type of thing. Like, you don't hear it anymore, you know? Yeah. And so, of course, like, both of my siblings are parents. And so they have activities of their own. And so it's kind of hard to kind of gather everybody. Yeah. Like, you know, at, at the same time. Since if, like, one day, like, my sister comes, but, of course, my brother can't because he's doing something. Mm-hmm. And then the other day, my brother comes, my sister can't because she's busy with something. And so I think during the holidays is the one time that i'm actually thankful that we're all together in one roof i mean yeah like we're shooting the bull and just like kind of giving each other like a hard time but like we're there you know like sharing a meal like how we used to yeah you know so yeah and it's like i, I think as siblings get older it's hard anyway mm-hmm. but then when siblings have kids because then they have to share their time with someone else mm-hmm. because they have a kid you know so that's like you got to work out with, especially with holidays. You got to, mm-hmm. who's, whose house we're going to exactly, go to? Exactly, when are we going to exactly. go there? Yeah, so. Us or like, I guess they're in-laws, you know? Yeah. And so then if the in-laws live out of town, you got to make the drive. Mm-hmm. And so then you got to celebrate a day before with your family. Yeah. It's all, it's, yeah. it's. So you got to, you got to have someone in the, the family who's a really good coordinator. If mm. you really want to make yeah, it work, you know? Pretty much. And surprisingly, last year, like that, I was able to gather everyone in my family here in Waco. And so of course my sister was like, hey, how come everybody's here? I was like, oh, because I just wanted them here. She's like, okay. And I mean, like, everybody, dude. Like, and I, um, we even invited a friend of ours, like, who's become, like, family, Andrew Gomez. Like, he runs the public affair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. Like, he came by, like, brought the cake. And so pretty much everybody knew, like, he was working at the radio, like, um, during that time. So... Basically, my relatives from Mexico, like, took out their phone and took his picture. Like, oh, my God, you work for the radio. Like, and Andrew's, like, on cloud nine. Yeah. Like, yeah, I work for the radio. He's, like, you know, the cake, you know, yeah, like, yeah. and they're, like, ooh, ooh. And, like, and I'm, like, dude, basically, you just became, like, a celebrity, like, that they're going to talk mm-hmm. about, like, back when they go to Mexico. Yeah, so, that's awesome. Yeah, man. 
Yeah, that's a public affairs. Uh, that's a uh, rogue media. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Is, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I mean, like, he's doing a good thing, man. Yeah, that's cool. And because of him, I have looked into more podcasts like that are based in like, other states. Mm-hmm. And like, there's a lot, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I had no idea. Like, some are raunchy, some are very political, yeah, some yeah. are very spiritual, some are like very cinematic, some are more comedic, some mm-hmm. are sports. But like, they try to cater to everybody in every market, I guess you could say, yeah. or in or every interest. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, cool. It's yeah, I, th- nice. I think to find any uh, any amount of success in in a podcast or a radio show you have to have some kind of niche audience you know like mm-hmm. you can't just you can't just go broad because no. there's too many people doing it Literally. so you have to you know yeah so. and okay so the one thing like that i i say like that if you do something just because you don't get the numbers you want in the beginning stay consistent yeah because and that's probably how you consistent. grew up right being well, a structured family, yes, like about yes, yes. it's all about consistency yes, and, yes. And, and, and church. Oh yeah, what, what denomination? If you don't mind me. Okay, asking. so basically, being Hispanic, dude, like that, we're born into a Catholic faith. Right. Yeah, know? I didn't want to just say that. No, 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 you're, no, you're, no, no. It, <laughs> I, 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 me, I no. did assume. No, because, oh, of course, yeah. yeah. I mean, because yeah. it's a given, dude. Yeah. I mean, you're Mexican, you're Catholic. Yeah. You know, and my wife's family is from Venezuela. Okay. And uh, it's the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it literally is. But surprisingly, as you grow older, dude, like your journey to find a higher power is completely different from the journey like that your parents wanted you to take. Mm-hmm. So basically for them, I'm assuming the journey that they took was going to church all the time. And, yeah. and so that's being very involved in church. You know, like I have to go to church. I have to be very involved in church. I have to be a good person. But for us growing up here... um. In the United States, it's completely different because, I mean, we chose a path that brings us peace and joy and makes us feel like we're doing something with our lives, like instead of having to follow the same route our parents took. Yeah. So thus for me, I try to go to church, I guess you could say. And I mean, that is an emphasis on try because today I had the chance, but I was like, man, I'm going to just talk to God like here at home. You know what I'm saying? And it's basically how it always is, dude. Like that I uh, see he's everywhere, obviously, because everybody says everywhere. Okay, so if he is, like, then I'll talk to him. You know what I'm saying? Like just have my own relationship with him because it's my own relationship. Yeah. Now, if I choose to go to a church, it's to, like, I guess celebrate something and stuff like that. And so that's when I go, like, I do ask for forgiveness, like, hey, man, like, I'm sorry. Okay, I'm completely sorry I haven't came to your house. But just know that, like, yeah, like, I'm always talking to you. You know, like, and I'm always, like, saying a prayer, like, maybe not out loud, but I'm saying it in my mind, like, and I'm talking to you, like, the way that I know how. Because I know you listen. And trying to be a better human being is key, right? So... Treating others in a way that they didn't think people still treated each other. So let's say it's something small like opening a door for somebody or just saying thank you, mm-hmm. please. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Yes, sir. No, sir. You know, stuff like that. Yeah. And 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 um, if you see anybody in trouble, help them, dude. I mean, 
um, be a good Samaritan. Yeah. Don't just take out your phone and record it because something's yeah. happening. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? No, dude, crazy, dude, no, I'm, I'm yeah. going to help you out. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. And, and everyone's trying to go viral with. Something. Yeah. For what? Like I, mean, go, I mean, go viral for being a good person. Yeah. Like, with, like, who, like, <laughs> like who gives a shit? Bro? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And um, oddly enough, dude, like whenever like I first met you, dude, like, I would live on Facebook. I would live and post every thought, post everywhere that I am. Like, and so one day I was like, why am I doing this? <laughs> like, there's no reason to like, let the world know my every move. Because yeah. That's why I'm struggling. Beca- yeah. Because technically nothing's working out the way that I plan it to. Because I tell the plant to everybody, like, except to one person, like, that I need to ask if the plan is going to work. So that's now, dude, like, I'm sure you've noticed, man, but all I do is share a lot of anime stuff, sports stuff. Yeah. Every now and then, a small thought I'll share, but, but like, it's either, like, a Bruce Lee quote or, like, just, like, a quote, like, from a Japanese proverb. Yeah. You know, but, like pretty much any thought that I might have to myself. Like I keep for me and, and the universe. Yeah. So no, I, and I, and I dig that. Um, actually between you and I had two other friends that were, uh, posting on about the world cup stuff. Yeah. And, and dude, I've never, I've never really been into to football. Um, but my, my son has played the yeah. last couple of years and yeah. I've, I've, had to volunteer to be the coach because ah. parents never want to volunteer. Uh, you know? Never. So it's never. so I do it, and for me it was like this brand new world. I'm mm-hmm. like, I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> you know, like I, I didn't know. Yeah. yeah. Luckily, at their age, you know, he, he's seven, so mm-hmm. they don't have to worry about like offsides. No, no, it's just everybody just, chased the ball. Yeah, and they don't have penalty kicks at all. And things like you know that. So just. But it's just it, fun. But it was fun. But then <laughs> because these these fucking algorithms, man. Because I would talk about soccer you know my son playing soccer oh, and then you see it on the on, and on the my web. instagram reel Boom. just starts being like uh it would be like best of plays and i would watch it i'm like oh shit that was a good kick or damn that was amazing you know oh shit he just like this dude just outplayed like six people or something Literally, yes and uh so that kind of got me into it but then with you and a couple other people posting about world cup i started keeping up with it and mm-hmm. i was like you know i i can't really haven't had a chance to catch the games i just see some highlights here yeah. and there but but I'm, I've gotten more like invested oh, in it. I'm okay. like, man, this is awesome. Nice, nice. <laughs> and um, I learned what penalty, penalty kicks were. <laughs> oh, really? Because, you didn't know? No, because they would um like a, a game would be tied, and get, but who the fuck won? Like, yeah. I don't understand how this yeah. works. And then someone explained yeah. it to me. I was like, oh, penalty. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, and I was like, what? No, <laughs> yeah. um, oddly enough, this is the first year that I've actually stayed, and no, second World Cup like that I've actually watched or like two or three teams that I'm rooting for. Mm-hmm. And so mainly like it's always like the Asian teams that I root for, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I saw you posting the, yeah, the Japanese yeah, yeah. team a lot. Yeah. And because they're like the underdogs, I guess like that nobody ever thinks, oh yeah, like like the people in China, Korea or Japan play soccer. Yeah. No, no, of course not. But here they are, dude. Yeah. Like just busting their butt and just like trying to do their best. Yeah, yeah. And and so it's like a tell of an underdog, dude. Like that you want the underdog to like oh, yeah. like succeed i'm definitely an underdog guy. and yeah dude like <laughs> yeah. and then to like keep going further keep going further yeah. you know what i'm saying so i was like man like i'm glad they went that far yeah you know because i feel like that now like that the whole world knows oh shit like the japan and korea i like, don't play yeah you know like and they shouldn't be underestimated and they're so they're so considerate and respectful mm-hmm. very and, much so and the fans cleaning the stands and the 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 coach you know mm-hmm. like being respectful and bowing and everything mm-hmm. like man that's 
that's that's really cool to see i, I dude i'm <laughs> i'm big on like um uh trash collection like littering stuff I, mm-hmm. you know my son and my wife and stuff we, we'll go out to the river and pick up trash yeah. and, and i did it a lot in the scouts and stuff so when i see that kind of thing i'm like yeah that that's what i'm talking about yeah man Just picking yeah. up picking up because that's, that's the the gold two golden rules mm-hmm. one is treat other people as you'd want to be treated of course and the second leave everywhere you go better than you found it exactly and that's that's always been my philosophy yeah. so and I don't know if you've seen now, man, but like a lot more fans from other countries are following their footsteps yeah. and thus cleaning after the game themselves. Yeah. So it's actually a good thing. Yeah, that, that goodness becomes it's contagious. Spreading. You know? Little it's, yeah. by little by little, but it's so spreading. Like, why don't, why don't they, they think, why don't we do that? Why don't we make that a tradition as our fans? We should. To be good fans, yeah, you know? Like, why don't we, we start doing that, you know? Oh, yeah, for sure. Like for football or for baseball games yeah. or soccer like seriously yeah that'd be pretty nice yeah it's um <laughs> i think there's just it there's so much animosity for a lot of teams you know like a lot of uh sports fans oh yeah get, get pretty crazy yeah know? yeah um when was it in 20 i think 2016 or 15 it's the second time i went to chicago and the only reason i went it's basically to catch a soccer game um PSG was playing Manchester United. Okay. And so the game was going to be at Soldier Stadium. And so um, I was staying downtown. It's pretty much any time that I travel, I hate to use a taxi. Like, yeah. seriously, dude, like just walking is good enough for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so basically I walked, you know what I'm saying? And I mean, the fan base in there, I mean, it is multicultural. There's like so many languages being spoken, yeah. chants being sang, and so I'm over here just enjoying the game. But it's completely different from the television, because in person it's a lot faster. I mean, they are a lot faster. Like yeah. maybe like two seconds, like they hold on to the ball, and then pass. Two seconds, two seconds, two seconds, and like I'm like, oh, these guys are like in tip-top condition, you know what I'm saying? And, I mean, they just play beautifully, dude. They just play – like, it is a whole different experience than, like, you know, seeing it on TV. Because, I mean, you hear the chanting. Like, you hear, like, people cussing over here, people chanting over here, some people arguing across from each other. Like, and I'm like, this is actually stuff that the camera should capture, but with sound. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the crowd interaction. Yeah, yeah, the crowd interaction with sound. Because there's a lot of passion up there between the teams and stuff. Very much so. And and, um, there's a lot of fans that are very patriotic to the club and country that they root for. Yeah, Like all out, you know what I'm saying? Like body paint, face paint, stuff like that. Definitely. Yeah, I I haven't um, experienced any from – soccer or football or whatever mm. but uh i saw <clears throat> i saw the yankees play the red Sox at fenway park in boston and it was the most insane oh man like, two big rivals in there dude i mean yeah. the biggest boston, yeah. the oldest yeah. baseball oh, rivalry yeah. Yeah. oh yeah and yeah. and it was in boston mm-hmm. and uh every, every time um uh what was his name uh not jeter the other guy uh the other big player, A Rod, A Rod, yeah, A Rod, yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. He every time he came to bat, everyone in the stands just a hole, really, because there was something that just happened, like some I kind guess of recently, some kind of controversy, him, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
and then he he hit a home run when they when they said that and you could just they close up on his face and you just see him he's like yeah motherfucker yeah are yeah, you sure you just because wow. it's, it's such a like yeah you know, big thing but then like uh but then the stand this guy that was like four rows below me yeah was decked out in yankees gear and it's you know there's just it's just red and blue everywhere or red, yeah red and white from <clears throat> the red Sox, but mm-hmm. This dude just decked out in Yankee gear, gets up and turns around and he just flips everyone off. And he was like, yeah, how do you like that? And this dude beside me has got his giant soda and his popcorn. He gets up and he says, sit the fuck down and throws his drink at the guy. Oh, uh, like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Dude, they get they get completely. I would never see that at a Rangers game because no. the fan base hasn't been around long enough to get that passionate about it. Oh, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I think we're, we're getting we're at a generation now where kids are being brought up in like Rangers um, culture, mm-hmm. but it's been generations for the Red Sox yeah, and the Yankees, you know? Time. So it's like in your blood. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I'm, I just imagine that is the same for all of these like big soccer oh, rivalries, oh, yeah. and especially I mean, in England. They get crazy. Well, there, okay. Right? Cause, because I guess like the only country that where soccer is not a religion is here. Yeah. Like, but it's like, growing though. Yeah. It's definitely growing. In Asia, just a little. In uh, South America, Central America, Europe, it's like a big religion. Yeah. Like, it's big. I mean, people will literally gamble their probably life savings on (laughs) their team. And I'm like, dude, like, relax. Yeah. And all the chanting and stuff. They all have their own, like, songs they all sing together. Everything, everything, everything. Club members from, like, local neighborhoods like they want to follow a certain club a certain team have organizations to like i guess create and also expand a fan base to go to the games together it's a whole thing yeah i mean seriously do like religion for them yeah so yeah. wow yeah and, and you know i i just want to say for 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 anyone who might think that this doesn't have anything to do with meaning in life I think a lot of meaning comes from experience, and to experience oh, yeah. those rivalries mm-hmm. and those big games brings meaning to a lot of people. Yeah, you know? no, right. That's what their no, whole yeah, life revolves sure. around that, you know. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, I remember growing up, dude. Like my old man would just like yell at me, like playing hot soccer. Yeah. You know, because I mean, for him, dude, he comes from Mexico. Well, actually, both of us were born in Mexico, but for him, it's like, oh man, like it's soccer's everything, you know. Yeah. And and so basically growing up, dude, like he was like just yelling at me in the sidelines, like and I was like, Man, I hate this, you know? <laughs> and so now it's fun. Yeah. Because it's just a game for me. Yeah. L- okay, since aside from my friends, like I don't call it soccer life. You know, it's it's a good workout, it's a good way to interact with friends and thus meet new friends through the game. Yeah. And just have fun like whenever you play pickup. Yeah, I think it's it's valuable for for someone to be in any kind of uh, group activity, whether it's sports or mm-hmm. some kind of social club or something. Right. We're we're, we're social creatures. You know? Exactly. It's not it, like this COVID thing. I think has shown really that <laughs> it's it's dangerous for people to be in isolation for too long. Yes. Because it does a lot of mental damage to people. Yeah. You're suppo- okay. we're supposed to talk True. to people. Okay. It's more like a 50-50. Yeah. Okay, yes, it's good to socialize, but sometimes learning how to meditate and to appreciate everything you have so far, it's very helpful. Because then, okay, then, okay so let's say like that if 
if you had gone to your attic, right, and and possibly found a box of old family photos. And so let's say that you had like next to nothing growing up. And so just like seeing all those photos, dude, like could like just completely get you emotional. Like, oh man, dude, like I had nothing growing up. And and so then like you look at what you have today, and so you're like, wow, it's crazy how far a person could come along, and how blessed I am now because of the hard work I put in. And so sometimes, for people who have been in those situations. Perhaps the shutdown possibly reminded them to like look back a little and to think of what used to be. So that way like you could be thankful for the here and now and thus like not take what you have for granted by wanting more. Yeah. No, I I agree. And I definitely think that solitude is good for people. Sometimes. sometimes sometimes yeah and, trust me not all the time yeah no no it's it's i think it's good to have some yeah. some you time mm-hmm. especially to, to to do that you know mm-hmm. to really think about the present and of course and, and meditate and yeah. things like that but uh it's just for a lot of people i actually saw a chart a few few days ago that was mm-hmm. showing um mm-hmm. the uh the I, I don't remember what the correlation was but it was the dangers of of solid or is a, a poll on people mm-hmm. uh being social and it was like it was it looked really concerning before mm-hmm. the lockdown we were already just starting to mm-hmm. silo Expand, ourselves yeah. away from people you know and just like not you know interact socially but right. the pandemic i mean it just shoots up oh, on yeah. the, the chart it was yeah, yeah. oh yeah it's scary oh. i i just think um you know we uh <laughs> we just watched uh every um everything everywhere all the time that movie uh it's an a24 movie it's it's really good. Is it's, it good. Yeah, it's about this right. uh like <clears throat> this <clears throat> Asian lady who's uh she's she owns like a laundry business mm-hmm. and stuff and leads a pretty mundane life, but she um uh so well, I heard about it. Some crazy stuff yeah, happens yeah, 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 and, and yeah. a lot of things, but at one point um uh, th- this guy was like he had this this fear of of being alone and he said um he said but I'm useless alone and she said well we all are. And that's why we have each other, you know? And I was like, dang, that's, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so how do you think, uh, do you think growing up strict uh, with strict parents, that that was a really big influence on, or not influence, but like that that helped with discipline as far as uh, doing like boxing or something that to, to stay with it and, and uh, be consistent? Um. Somewhat in a way, yes. Uh, but honestly, <clears throat> I found boxing in 2007. Yeah, 2007. And and so only because since I needed like a new way to work out, you know what I'm saying? And so that's like I reached out to a friend of mine here. And so he told me like to come to the Waco Boxing Club. And so that's back when it was on 30th and Franklin. Mm-hmm. And so pretty much I was there for like a few years. And so of course it started growing, you know what I'm saying? And so the space to train like wasn't really there for me at least. And so that's like I looked at another gym up the street, spacious for me again, you know? And so that's like it wasn't too packed. And so I was like, okay, well then I'll make the transition, you know? And so I did. 
And so I've come to find out that it doesn't matter um, how many years I do boxing, but I will never say like that I know it all, right? Mm. Since there's always going to be a new and different way to do the workouts that I do now. And so I want to be able to take every approach possible to do them so that way like that I can train my body in a way like to where it's not just one um, path, I guess you mm -hmm. would say. Since I want to be able to confuse my muscles and say, okay, it's the same workout, but it's a different approach. Yeah. And so now, like, it's more of a mental thing for me. Like, it's more of, like, keeping calm and to just staying relaxed. Since back then, like, I had a lot, a lot of anger in me. I mean, a mm -hmm. lot. And uh, now it's basically a sport, um, beautiful sport that has allowed me to meet other boxers that are choosing that path to be their calling. Yeah. And so thus I see exactly the training they put themselves into, through, you know. Um, uh, let's see, I was in New York in 2019 before the shutdown, right? And so thus I had the opportunity and privilege to train at a boxing gym called Mendez Boxing, which mm -hmm. is the hat that I have on. And I mean, dudes be grinding, man. Like they wake up, like and get there, like, like wearing a pea coat and some sweats and mm -hmm. some, you know, like their bag and just train nonstop, train, 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 right? Like, and I'm there getting my workout, you know. And so, I mean, it's insane because for a lot of them, dude, like that, that's their way out, like that, that's the only way that they know like that's going to get them out of whatever situation that they're yeah. in is that yeah and so it's like big respects man since me i'm able to come back here to texas like and then just clock into my nine to five and have a pretty good life chill relax yeah but for them like they want something different because the situation like they are in is basically not paying the bills on time or at all and so thus they figured, man, dude, like if I got to just like put this work in and just make something happen, then I will. And so one of my homies, dude, like that I met, um, he turned pro, like I think last year. And he's he's really good, dude. He's like really good, but like he's like five, two, mm -hmm. but he's really good and he's really fast. And and so he put me like, like through a workout, you know, there over there. And they just are, like, on another level, man. Seriously, dude. Um, so it's basically what I told, like, a lot of them, dude, like, that I respect your hustle and grind and consistency since it shows that you want something that bad to happen, like, that you're not going to let anything stop you. Yeah. And so one dude had, like, mismatched shoes. Like, he didn't give a shit. He's like, I don't care. I, I mean, because here's a running shoe, here's a boxing shoe. I do not care. <laughs> Trust me. I'm going to get my workout in. Yeah. Because I have to make something happen. Uh, so I was like, all right, man. I mean, just mad respects. Yeah. And so this basically for me, um, boxing has been a way to cope with like the losses that I've suffered in my life. Since a lot of people like could run to like um, a bottle of liquor or drugs, you know, like to cope with whatever pain or um they're going through like emotionally uh but for me i was like nah fuck that dude 
fuck that. <laughs> like, um, I'm gonna go to the boxing gym and just like put on like a lot of like Hans Zimmer music. <laughs> love his music, bro. I love Hans. I Zimmer love music. music. I love his music. Seriously. Yeah, well, I, I know you you, uh, you you said the thing about no drugs, but um, <laughs> I just have to tell you, I I uh, you know time from Inception, mm-hmm. the Hans Zimmer. Yeah, I uh, I did uh, I did a little bit of mushrooms one time. That's crazy. And I listened to it and I I cried. Yeah. So hard listening to that song. I was Ooh. like, dude. And now every time I hear it, I feel that. I'm like, uh-huh. oh man, I just feel like the I get yeah. goosebumps. Yeah, you get goosebumps. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah since. Um, Okay, since I guess you could say like since The Last Samurai. Okay. I became a huge fan of his music. Yeah. A huge fan. Um and also the music for the Dark Knight trilogy. Yeah. It's beautiful, man. And so pretty much ever since then, dude, like I jammed to more music like that's just instrumental than music with words. Because for some reason it's a whole different feeling. And 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 so this um Back to what I was saying, dude, like that I would go to the gym, play some Hans Zimmer music, and so it's very calming, right? Like his music's very calming, dude. Like then I'm in the boxing gym, just kind of just like very aggro on the back, yeah. Like loud, man. But the music, it does help. Yeah. Since even though like I'm letting something negative out, uh, the music allows something peaceful to enter. You know what I'm saying? And thus I'm able to leave the boxing gym with like a with like a lot more relax you know yeah. what i'm saying i'm gonna have to try that man yeah, I, no, i've, dude, I've never listened to, to it, hans zimmer you, or any I promise uh, you, composition you know i promise you do like if you do that for like any kind of sport or like to go run it gives you a different outlook on the scenery around you big time and yeah since like before like that i would jam to like uh house music like you okay. know like a lot of techno stuff like yeah. that and and so even though it's fast paced like to kind of get your heart racing and stuff but but this one like allows your heart to just relax and thus your body's is one like kind of like releasing whatever energy is trying to slow you down and so that's like whenever you're done and the music is still playing like that you're able to meditate just for like a minute yeah and then to kind of look at everything around like you know the gym like and all the sweat on you and you're like feel good i feel really good you know so yeah that's uh i, I was actually going to ask you about so i some of the pictures you you sent of you mm-hmm. doing the murals mm-hmm. i saw you wearing headphones mm-hmm. i was going to ask you what you is it Hans zimmer when you paint too or is it something else surprisingly it's a variety yeah from okay from like a lot of anime openings mm-hmm. right okay because i don't know what they're saying Right. But I love it. Yeah. But I love the music, like, and then, like, I guess, like, the words that they use, it's, it's awesome. And so some, it's some songs, like, that do remind me of, like, a lot of things in my life. And and so let's say, okay, since I know One Place has, like, some Daft Punk in it, some Kanye, like, old Kanye, like, yeah. Graduation, the album. Yeah, yeah. Has some Hans Zimmer. Has some, uh, uh, whatchamacallit, has some Spanish songs from Los Tigres del Norte, you know, and 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 just a few motivational speeches. Okay. So it's like a mixture of things. Yeah, yeah. 
And so pretty much every now and then on two or three murals, like I'm not going to lie, dude, like that I would always like wipe my eyes at this side because I would actually cry, but like because the emotions are just pouring out as I paint. And and so I'm not bawling like right there like, oh, my God, no, no, yeah, yeah. no. But I'm like, you know, just painting. And because tear up it's, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but it's like a very surreal moment. And it's beautiful because I mean, at the end, like that, like you stand back and you're like, that looks nice yeah you know what i'm saying but yeah. i'll always be like the worst critic of my own work since uh, i know that there yeah. can always be an improvement yeah. here or there and so that's i guess because of the time and space that i guess um that is limited to us artists uh there at least like that i'm not able to kind of transform it into the picture i have in my mind yeah so pretty much like whatever i was able to captivate i'm completely I'm completely happy with, you know, for the time being. So, yeah, I think that th that's pretty common though, you know, to be more critical of your own mm -hmm. work because there's always something that like you, you just, there's one little thing that you kind of maybe like hit sweet, a little something hitch in your hand tweak, or something yeah. like, ah, dang. But anyone else sees and they're like, oh, it's great. That's it's perfect. great. It's, you know? it's great work. And like, like, and I'm thanks, like, but it's not, you, know? you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> yeah. there could be a little something yeah. better next time. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I used to do that, you know, like I would, um, I, I used to play guitar a lot and play right. in some bands and I play shows and afterwards someone would be like, Oh dude, that was really good. And I was like, no, nah, I kind of fucked up a couple of times. Yeah, and pretty like, much. No, yeah, yeah. no, it was great. And I'm like, no, no. yeah. <laughs> like, okay. Like they're not able to tell or notice yeah. because they're just in the moment. Yeah. But us at ours were like, fuck. And to just keep going, just keep going, like to try to fix it or just make it not noticeable. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's uh, and so outside of, uh, the, the murals you do uh some sketches drawing mm -hmm. yes use, i do um what, what, the the ones you sent me with color were those were you using markers or? yes okay. yes yes i uh okay so recently i started using copic markers okay and so that's because a friend of mine called danny flores who's an amazing artist here in waco um, yeah, do comics or something yes okay. yes um yeah. him joy gonzalez like and amanda ramirez have a podcast called the long box yeah, oh yeah long box yeah. podcast yep. And so that's like, it's their knowledge of comics and stuff like that. It's great. Yeah. And, and so basically because of him, like that, I asked him, Hey man, so I'm like, what other markers could I use other than Sharpies? Because I was always use Sharpies all the time. Sharpie, Sharpie, Sharpie. And so this, he told me, well, dude, I try to use some copy markers. So they're actually pretty good, but just make sure you use them on this type of paper. So that way they don't bleed as mm -hmm. much mm -hmm. and, or are not as noticeable Like you know, like whenever you're coloring it in. I was like, okay, cool. And so I started using them, but I don't know how expensive they were. Seriously. They are, yeah. No, dude, like, they're like fucking expensive. Man. Yeah. That, that, that's that's the, um, <laughs> the the downside of, of doing physical art, man, mm -hmm. is it, it does get pricey. Oh, yeah. Uh, it, you know, the, that kind of thing with mar those. Um, I used to, to I used to draw here and there, and I mm -hmm. used those. Um, they're like the inking. Uh, what are they called? Uh, they're like the kind of tannish looking pens. They have different size tips, like um, yes. felt tips. Yes. Uh, they're like using for comic, uh, you know, panels and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you know, I'm not going to say they're like super expensive, but I'm like, dang, man, I got to get these and I run out of ink and I got yeah, to more. go buy some more. Yeah. But then people do like oil painting and Those acrylics amazing, and stuff. Like, jeez, man, it yeah. <laughs> gets so expensive. That's completely amazing, man. Yeah. Um, okay, it's so pretty much. Have you tried any painting uh, with oils or, or, uh, or watercolor? Twice, or? yes. But it was mainly just for, like, a backdrop effect. Like, it really wasn't, like, the actual picture that I was trying to paint. Okay. But I wanted the backdrop to look different. 
and to not just have a solid color on it yeah but it does work because it does allow the the drawing to like i guess have a different look you Mm -hmm. know what i'm saying so that way like you're not drawing a superhero and then the backdrop is just white you know like it's different yeah but but like it's nice though because i mean like it makes it pop okay have you ever have you tried um like watercolors like water um water painting uh, yes um okay is that is that what you did for the backdrop was water painting for the for the which one? I, I don't know. You were talking about what you did uh, as no, no, no. to do as a backdrop. Okay. Too. Um, I remember one time that I drew a, a Kirby for a student, right? Like a okay. Kirby, like you know, and 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 so I realized, man, dude, like I want to add a backdrop to this, but I really don't have the time to use a marker because the class is almost over. Mm-hmm. What do I do? And. And so, of course, students use, like, those very cheap, like, watercolors from Walmart. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, boom, I got it. I grabbed two of them, completely did the backdrop, <laughs> completely baked the drop drop. Okay, And yeah. splattered here, splattered there, like, and I just let it dry. And it actually looked good. I was like, wow. Okay. Okay, it's pretty much next time. I'll try to use this again, but this time I'll take my time on doing the backdrop around the character. Mm-hmm. Carefully, so that it looks like it's jumping towards me. And basically not just falling on his back. Okay. You know? But, yeah, man. I mean, um, there's a lot of mediums I want to work with. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But It's hard to find time, right? Well, <laughs> yes. Like, and then also the money. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and space. Yep. Because trust me, like, um, using paint in your living room, if something spills, it's paint. You really have to clean it up as soon as it falls. Because mm-hmm. since if it's carpet you're scrubbing for hours yeah and then if it's a hardwood floor then you got to really kind of just it, it, it yeah yeah it's always something and you gotta you, you gotta know? buy some you know coveralls or something so well, you're not getting oil paint well, all over your clothes or something. surprisingly <laughs> do like i have sweats that i don't mind getting yeah yeah like that works a lot too. of paint on it because yeah. i'm like eh, it's it sweats too. yeah it's you know gives a character too yeah it, it doesn't matter you know yeah. and my brother used to work at pca like and so he was about to throw this pair of jeans completely tainted in inks and torn i mean nice jeans in my eyes i was mm-hmm. like hey can i have those <laughs> he's like what like yeah he's like dude they're like completely beat up and torn i was like i don't care i like how they look yeah let me have them he's like, all right cool so i kept them and and i mean since i still have them and everything you know like they're like nice completely just battered in like different colored inks and so you know yeah i figured why not yeah. yeah. Um, and so outside of, of, uh, of doing art yourself, you, you're an art teacher. Oh, okay. Um, last year I, I did like literacy work okay. at South Bosque elementary for Midway ISD. Okay. And so thus I helped students who were low tier in reading to like, I guess, try to get to the reading level like that is, uh, acceptable, like for them to move on to the next grade. Yeah. And so it was beautiful, man. It was completely beautiful. And so, of course, now, like, that I transitioned to a different position. And so this this position, like, allows me to work with middle school kids and stuff like that. You know, like, it's still rewarding. But, of course, thankfully, I was able to still keep in touch, like, with a few of my former students and their folks. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, one of their folks um, reached out to me and said, hey, how much would you charge like to give my son and his friend like an art lesson? So I was like, you know what? 
whatever comes out of your pocket. Because, I mean, I've never won charged, right, per se, but, of course, I've never been asked either. You know what I'm saying? And and so the only time like, that I actually did teach art and so I had to come up like with my curriculum was at St. Louis Catholic School three years ago. So basically my last year that I was there, I basically was in charge for teaching art for K through 8th. Okay. So I had to come up with a curriculum for the junior high students. Because, I mean, K through, like, fifth, it's mainly just, you know, the usual colors, yeah, yeah. shapes, and, you know, like kind of, like, coloring here and there. And it was fun, man. It was completely fun. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, like, there was um, two students that were completely talented, like, extremely, like, beyond the norm right. talented. And so one of them drew me and painted in watercolors the poster of James Dean's... Um, Rebel without a cause. Oh picture. yeah, like completely that. Like, and they handed it to me. I was like, "What?" That's awesome. Yeah, and yeah. and and I still have it to this day, dude. Like, I should have brought it. it. I completely, completely space today, but it is nice, dude. Like, and I'll send you a picture of it whenever. Yeah, I know. yeah, yeah. It that, is. It is nice, dude. That's cool. Yeah. Um, do you? Uh, it, you and you told me that as far as you were saying that you wouldn't charge or you say whatever's in their pocket as far as like helping with the the literacy supplies yeah oh yeah and you said you would, you told me the same thing about art mm-hmm. you know that um if someone if someone paid for the you supplies know, yeah the supplies and mm-hmm. you do it so mm-hmm. anyone who wants some uh, sick art out there <laughs> hit up Jay and, yeah uh, give him the supplies and he's got the time he'll do it yeah for you, right? no, I mean for sure yeah okay since okay since actually my coach at the boxing gym like he asked me hey could you do like this mural right like of a big lion like and I was like sure and so this he asked me how much did you charge I was like okay well like if you buy the supplies you know yeah like, okay let's go <laughs> like really yeah. like yeah okay all right man so I took off my boxing wraps and I said all right man let's go like um uh, whatchamacallit, just let me wash my hands because my hands stink because of my hand wraps. <laughs> and so she's like, all right, cool. And and so he asked me, where do we go? Like, And I was like, MC Art Supplies down down the road. Yeah. He's like, all right, let's go. Like in that first day, like I think he dr- he dropped like a pretty good chunk of change for like a lot of spray paints. And so that's, that's the base that they got me started on the line. And so then he's like, hey, man, I just let me know when you need more paints kind of do all right come on let's go <laughs> all right cool and then yeah okay and so then uh, the next weekend you good need a few <laughs> more all right let's go and so we just got them and so like the line came out beautiful yeah it, it's it's way bigger in person man so like if you ever get a chance to come and like check it out please do i mean since yeah like in pictures you see it yeah but you're standing next to it and like the boxing ring is right there and the lion is yeah. like yeah. huge I mean, it's beautiful, man. Yeah, I'd like to see him in person. That was uh, of all the ones you sent me. That was my, that was my favorite one. And then one of well, that and then uh, the drawings. That was I don't remember which one it was, but it was one of the the Aztec Ah! warriors you did. I I really liked it because I I I like um, a lot of the colors Mm -hmm. with a lot of that um, the kind of like old Aztec art and stuff. Uh, And and that one was really cool. But uh, my son Mm -hmm. saw Gengar. Oh, he saw Gengar. <laughs> I was like flipping through pictures, and he was like, "Who's that?" And I was like, "Oh, it's this uh, friend of mine. He's gonna be on, on my my podcast and stuff." And and I was just flipping through, and he's like, "Oh, that's cool. That's cool." And he's like, "That's Gengar." And I was like, "Yeah, that's Gengar." And he was like, "Whoa." <laughs> yeah. Oh. I, okay. Okay. Oh man. Um. 
Okay, so next time, okay, so pretty much like I'll bring something next time. Like it's literally just sitting there. Okay, so like I, uh, it's three years ago that I did, I think, like that I grabbed like a lot of construction papers, right? And so that's like I, I did a, a um, mounted piece of Gengar. And it's basically just made of nothing but construction paper cutouts. That's it, cool. It looks really nice, dude. Yeah. Like, and, excuse me, and it's just laying there. Like, it's just sitting there, just taking up space. So, I mean, like, if you want it, it's yours. <laughs> that would be awesome. Literally. Man. Yeah, because we've got a, I mean, he, he collects cards. The Pokemon yeah, the cards. Pokemon cards, yeah. We, yeah. We, we, we learn to play and stuff. Yeah, and yeah. We get cards, and I got him a big card from uh, Nexus. They, they mm -hmm. just opened another card shop inside mm -hmm. of there, and they had this big promo card they gave me. So, mm -hmm. he's... He was he was psyched about it, but yeah, he he loved the Gengar. And yeah, I did man. too. I grew up, you know, I I collected the the Pokemon from McDonald's when I was a kid. Oh they yeah, the, the golden the, ones. The balls, yeah, know, the so. golden ones, man. Yeah, and I gave them all to him, and I had the poster with the 150 original Pokemon yeah. stuff. So, it's a uh, it, it's cool that generational thing. Mm -hmm. I never played the Pokemon card game. I was mm -hmm. a I was a Magic guy, but okay. Uh, but yeah, it's I, I love getting them into the card game. So, that game's expensive. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, no, no, no. I mean, the other one, Magic the Gathering. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, any of those. Man. Yeah. And um, I want you to call it. One of my coworkers at King's Landing, since, I mean, it's basically where I work on Saturdays. You know, like, he is big on Warhammer. Oh, yeah. I, I, I had no idea how expensive that was. Like, and I look at a box of, like, six minis, yeah. like, 100 bucks. I'm like, what? Not just expensive, but the most time-consuming. I heard. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you have to paint them, yeah. put them together. Which is cool. That's it, awesome. It's yeah. that, that's so and, fucking cool, yeah. but and, I, I just and, can't do it. I don't have time for surprisingly, it. Surprisingly, okay, because uh, I know each month, like, King's Landing hosts a small, like, miniature competition. And first place takes a hundred dollars, and the second place fifty dollars, and the third place I think is twenty five bucks. And so, so far, dude, since they started it, I've been able to hold on to like the second place for the longest because I try my best, dude. And but they're like yeah. tiny, right? Yeah. And so that's my coworker, who's big on it and plays it. Yeah, and. Also does like demos about how you play and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Like, dude, like him and his wife like paint like miniature figures, mm -hmm. right? And so they're really good at it. I mean, like extremely good. Like every little corner is painted. Like me, I'm like, man, spray paint it. <laughs> and then a quick stroke here, quick stroke there. All right, man, that looks different. Completely neon, completely, I mean, completely something like that you wouldn't see like within the actual game yeah, yeah. because it's completely out of the norm. Yeah. Kind of like Peter Griffin on the episode like where he wore like that clown outfit like in the army. <laughs> yeah. Remember? Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Basically like that. No, that's that. great though. Yeah. Because then if you, you know, if you, if you played and you had a whole army and you all painted them that like different, you yeah. know, it would just stand out so much against other mm -hmm. people, you know? Yeah. But, but it's fun, man. Oh it's yeah. I, I had a, um, I had a friend in high school whose dad, uh, collected and painted Warhammer. He never played. Mm -hmm. He just, he collected them and painted them. He had a whole, um, uh, spray gun kit that he used and he would spray them and then he would do Dude, all the details and stuff. it is expensive and but i would just see he'd be over there with this little what, magnifying yes, glass yes, thing yes. on just yeah dude it's expensive <laughs> though man like the little paints are like this big yeah and yeah. they're like eight bucks i'm yeah. like what i know it's crazy Dude, like seriously just one and it's gone like, it was it was so cool but you know it was you know he he worked uh 
decent paying job, mm-hmm. uh, and and that was like his hobby. Speaking of what, yeah, yeah, it was just buying. I mean, yeah, dude, nah, that could not be mine. Yeah. It is too expensive. I'd go broke. Oh yeah, because I had looked into it before when mm-hmm. I, when I had land sharks, I was like. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, I had a lot of friends that played at the time, and, and I was like, "Ah, oh, man, I might get into it." But I yeah. was like, oh, "I already play Magic, man. I can't like get into so, a, a more expensive mm-hmm. hobby." So. It is, oh man, dude. But, yeah, I it, but it's cool though, man. I I, have, I still have friends that that uh, collect and paint and don't even play. They just yeah. Know, but you know, it's it's just like any other thing like that. It's um, it can be a, a meditative process. Mm-hmm. To just it can sit be. There and, it completely yeah. Like it really concentrate on something. Yeah, and, dude. So yeah, because like it's your thing. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, like. Since I know some people like to grab a camera and just like do photography. Yeah. And so some of the pictures like that we might think are the most beautiful ones they take in, like that they're like, no, nah, I don't like that one. <laughs> like, cause it's not the best one. Yeah. But I'm like, how did you get that angle? Like, they're like, oh, I just took it because it comes natural to yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. You just have an eye for that thing. Yeah. Can, they can just look at things and, and it's like, it's framed in their head mm-hmm. how they want it to look and they just know exactly how to get oh, to yeah. it. And yeah, that's, that's cool. But. I think um, I- any kind of creative endeavor has that feeling of uh, when you finish something, no matter yeah, how big like or small it is, you're, you're like, like, dang, finally, that's, you know, that's great. Yeah. Uh, I love that, you know, and it's just, I, I've had so many hobbies throughout my life doing mm-hmm. like woodworking and, you know, yeah. cement work with like, you know, decorative things and, and every, it doesn't matter what it is. I always, when I finish, I'm like, yeah. I think I'm one, proud of that. <laughs> I think one like that I vaguely just started to pick up again is basically building the Gundams. Okay. Those like Gundam wings. Yeah, the model. You know, the uh, model yeah, yeah. Uh, Some of those are pretty intense. Yes. Yeah. And so now I choose to take the building process um, a different route. And so try to get creative by like painting the armor pieces, like little by little. Mm-hmm. And maybe adding some graffiti effects, stuff like that. And so basically when I'm finished, like that it's my own creation, but like my way, you know what I'm saying? Like that I don't like to follow the actual, oh, you have to like paint it like this. It has to be this color. You know, I'm like, no, that's how they suggest you paint it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like if you want it to look like the, you know, like the model itself from the anime, but I don't want to, you know what I'm saying? Since me, like it doesn't appeal to me, mm-hmm. and thus sometimes the color schemes can be boring. Yeah. So of course, like I try to kind of get creative and to add to this, add that, spray paint here, spray paint there, you know, like some like withering effects here, you know. Yeah. Just just make it fun. Yeah, it's everything's a suggestion. <laughs> Everything literally <laughs> you, you is. Have, you have free reign to do whatever. Yeah, you want literally. I'm like, nah, dude. You know what Any saying? of that stuff. Yeah, it's uh. You know, uh, when it, when a kid does something a certain way, puts stickers on something or, or draws something a certain way, and people are like, well, well, this is not what that looks like. And it doesn't matter what that looks like in real life. <laughs> Use their imagination. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like, if I'm going to paint a pumpkin, I'm not going to paint an orange pumpkin, pumpkin you know? No. I painted, We did practically Picasso a while back before mm-hmm. Halloween, and we made pumpkins. And I, I'm not, I'm, I made a teal pumpkin. Nice. I'm going to make an orange pumpkin. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. I want to be different. You Pretty know? much, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and thus, like, that brings me to my art, dude. Like, I like to do a lot of character design. Yeah. Since, yes, like, I grew up drawing Goku and Sailor Moon. Yeah. Um, Pikachu, you know? Hell yeah. But now, dude, like, that I'm at the stage where I'm like, man, 
why should I draw the creation of a character that was created by somebody else? I mean, yeah, dude, like, that I could draw Goku again, but I'm like, dude, I've seen Goku and, like, other anime characters that like, have been established drawn over and over again in different yeah. styles. I'm like, that's awesome. Yeah. Show me something original. Yeah. I mean, seriously. Okay, yes, it's like, since I commend the artists that could draw Batman in their style, cool. But still, like, I know the person that created him, the first person. Yeah. Show me something original. And and so to me, like, that's something that wows me is originality. Like, that just because you could draw the Mona Lisa in your style, still the Mona Lisa. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to get the millions and billions that that painting itself is worth. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And 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 just because you could paint or draw Marilyn Monroe or uh, oh, what's her name? Frida Kahlo, mm-hmm. like in your style. That's awesome. That's great. But where is the originality? Yeah. Show me original. Like, show me something that I'm going to be like, holy shit. I've never seen that. It is amazing. Like, your use of color, your use of depth, your use of lighting, everything has left me speechless. Mm-hmm. And one of my favorite artists, he's like a big artist, is Takashi Murakami. And and so he's the guy that's mainly known for the sunflower, like its various colors, like the smiling sunflower. You know what I'm saying? I had to look it up. I, it's likely that I've seen okay. it. But. but his use of color okay. is completely out of this world. And so that's like Googling now and, of course, through Instagram. Like And I guess like these other applications like where you can network like with other artists. Mm-hmm. There is a lot of talent out there, man. There is talent out there like they make me feel like a preschool child, like sitting in a, like a room oh, yeah. like full of giants. But it's intriguing because I get to ask questions. Hey, how did you do that? And what software did you use for this? Since technically, like, I'm not asking because I want to be like you. Nor am I asking because I want to do the same things you do. No, the only reason I'm asking is so that I can use this software and technique to possibly better my own style and thus kind of give more life to the characters that I want to draw. Yeah. And paint. Yeah. Since if it's one thing like that I want to bring to the table with my art it is complete originality. And the only reason like that I painted Gengar was because I mean it's Halloween, it, you know, for Halloween. Yeah. He's spooky. Why not? And the most recent mural that I've done is basically one of the Green Ranger and so yeah so yeah so that one dude like i painted on the sunday of like that the news of him passing away happened because i woke up and i was like no way like and i was getting up dude like getting ready for the east side market and i'm like no like there's no way and so as soon as i get to east side market i'm like man fuck it i'm gonna draw like just like a big tribute you know yeah to the guy and i did but but to have try to charge to like i guess draw or paint something that is not originally made for me is like a big taboo in my eyes because i'm like nah dude like i'm not about to 
sell you a drawing of Goku like that I drew and just make money off of it. Like, like when you can kind of like print out a lot of prints of him in like different poses and learn to draw it yourself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like, nah, dude, since when I was younger, yeah, because I was learning how to draw, like bettering my style. And so now I choose to be original. You know what I'm saying? And even if my work is not for everybody, that's cool. That's perfectly fine. Um, I'm the type of guy like that doesn't like tomatoes or onions, but it doesn't mean like, um, it doesn't mean like the earth's gonna stop producing them just because I don't like them. Yeah, I mean they're still gonna g- sprout, grow, cool, but just keep them away out of my burrito, bro. Yeah. I don't want them. Yeah, I, I think that's a, a mistake that a lot of people try to make is they they try to do this whole um, appeal to the the general public, you know, where you, you you have to you have to pick, mm-hmm. you know, you, yeah, it's. That's just the way it is now with with so many people and and the and how accessible uh, everything is and yeah. art and everything you yeah. have to, you have to have a your your niche you know? exactly yeah and 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 I mean it's been countless sometimes that people ask me hey so could you paint a portrait of me and then I'm like uh, no <laughs> like why yeah and so they're like oh oh. And and so normally like that's when I'm like, hey, look, there's a thing called filters. Trust me. Choose a good one, take a picture, print it, mount it, and frame it. Plain and simple. Cause technically, like the only thing it's gonna look like, like a picture that's been filtered. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But like if you want me to bring like that spatula to life, <clears throat> I can. I can give that spatula life by drawing a character from that spatula. You know, because it's a character like that I've designed mm-hmm. and I've brought to life. Yeah, plain and simple. Yeah, and, and no, I think, th- and there's there's people that are that are big into portraits, you know, mm-hmm. and and they they feel a certain way about it, like they're taking um, sort of like a photograph, but like a, a a long, like endured photograph, like just in their drawing, like they're catching some kind of you know still life mm-hmm. or whatever. But um, and and I like portraits and stuff, but yeah, I. I I'm I'm 100% there with you with the originality. And that's why I, I like the um well the Aztec stuff you sent me mm-hmm. and then the Luchador and yeah, yeah, like yeah. the mix of those two together. Aha, it's that nice, is, right? That is like I, I think uh I think that's a good direction. You should yeah, stick it with that. Yeah, it is. Oh yeah, for sure, man. Cuz those sure. are really cool. I like the, the idea of yeah, yeah. Uh, the Luchador. S- yeah, Aztec since kinda. okay, since um the only reason like I started to draw like a lot of Aztec stuff lately it's because since, yes, like I've always known, okay, yes, like the, my ancestors were, you know, Aztec, Mayan, stuff like that, indigenous people. But there's got to be more to the mythology. And so that's like reading upon the different mythical creatures that, you know, like used to exist, mm-hmm. you know, it's fascinating. And so that's like, a w- and so now like I want to incorporate like a lot of Aztec based designs from me but be original so let's say if i want to bring to life like an aztec gengar mm-hmm. it's possible you know what i'm saying yeah and but the only reason like th- that i combined the aztec warriors and luchadors to symbolize that there's always a warrior like within a warrior right so like let's say like that if you're a boxer okay who's to say like you can't be a good kendo practitioner mm-hmm. you know 
same cases there's always like something underneath and so pretty much like both are just as valuable yeah so, you know yeah it's it, and it's cool too because it, it's with the the, the luchador and, and aztec thing it's like you're, you're bringing together this this span of time uh-huh with this warrior culture exactly you know between the two and and, and i like that a lot There's, yeah man actually i have this book on my i've had it on my amazon wish list for a while that 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 you should probably check out it's called the fifth sun i heard about it yeah it's all i mean it's all about aztec mythology Is it really and i i fucking love mythology i heard about any it, yeah. culture so, oh yeah so when i saw it i was like yeah it's going on the list i just <laughs> i have I'm a huge many. fan of vikings as to, well yeah i love vikings dude, I love, what i I, I like all of them, man. I yeah. have, I have uh, I don't know, somewhere over here. I have several mythology mm-hmm. books, and I, yeah, I I love that. Have you ever seen Spartacus Blood and Sand? The is that it's the, a the show TV like show? on HBO on Cin- I think Cinemax. I think, yeah, like years no, back. no, I, I didn't catch it. Yeah, I remember when it was on. It was really yeah. good. Um, it was really good. So yeah, I mean, very much like that uh, three hundred style of thing. Oh yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. The Hot Gates. Uh, Stephen Pressfield wrote a book called The Hot Gates. It's right. basically about the 300 thing, mm-hmm. but it's a little more realistic. Of 300, course. you know, it's a little, a little yeah. over the top, but it's a great movie. But, yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> but it's a little, you know, with, with Stephen Pressfield's uh, book, it's it goes into a more of the daily life mm-hmm. of, of what they did when they were out, you know, out there. But um, yeah, I, I, I really like warrior cultures. Um, yeah, man, because I mean, um, and samurai. I mean, I have what? I have a big samurai tattoo on my arm. Oh, nice, uh, dude! Nice, nice, nice. He's committing seppuku because he dishonored <laughs> his family. But and then the blood turns into cranes and it comes up oh, and wraps around the sun nice. and stuff. But yeah, I've always so when I saw that you were into a lot of the, the Japanese stuff, of course. And, and I talked to you. I remember talking to you a while back, and you were talking about um, the possibility of going to Japan and stuff. And I was like, dude, that would be so sick. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love that shit, man. And. Oddly enough, like the Japan is still on my list, but only this time it's for a different reason, right? Uh, since before I was like, man, I want to go out there and do this, that, and the other. Basically now, um, now do like I'm slowly waiting since for anyone that goes to Japan from the states, like I think they have like a two-week quarantine time mm. so basically that would be my whole trip yeah so pretty much i'm like why am i gonna go just to quarantine and to kind of see japan through a window mm. you know what i'm saying and so pretty much like i'm just gonna wait it out a little longer but this time it's more for like spiritual enlightenment and healing okay so basically in a sense as to strengthening the little peace that i have within me right since I started doing kendo in March, and so for those of the uh, for those who aren't familiar like, with what kendo is, it's basically Japanese fencing, right? The art of the samurai sword. And so it's in March like that I started it since a friend of mine who used to go to Baylor University, like he was part of their club. And so one day he's like, hey, man, check this out. I was like, yo, where do they have kendo? <laughs> Dude, I've been looking. He's like, oh, yeah. Baylor. I was like, fuck, I'm not a student. Right? I'm like, <laughs> god damn it. I'm like, and 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 so he told me, yeah, man, um, my sensei is a physics professor there from Japan. 
And so he's nationally ranked as well. I was like, oh, and you're getting taught by the real deal, dude. And so he told me, yeah, but I'm don't worry, since I think he's going to start a community club pretty soon. I was like, all right, cool. And so thus he tagged me in a post in the beginning of March, says, look. I was like, I'm there. And so basically ever since then, man, I started it. And so the first thing that I told Sensei was, hey, um, my name is George Carbajal. And I want you to know that I have every intent to compete and to rank. Guess just use me as a vessel to learn because I want to learn everything and anything that this like amazing um, martial art has to teach. And thus, to please tell me like how to better myself here and thus to learn Japanese little by little through you, through this. And so that maybe like the little piece that I have within me can be that much stronger. And so he's like, okay. Yeah. But he's, dude, he's amazing, dude. He is, okay. Okay, so let's say like if Mike Tyson chose to open up a boxing gym here in Waco, Texas. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody knows who Mike Tyson is in the boxing world, right? Right. And so like in the kendo world, everybody knows who my sensei is. Because he's like seventh Don. And... I think there's a total of like maybe five in the entire world and three eighth dons. So his sensei is an eighth don. Mm-hmm. And so pretty much like during our Shinza last month, um, our Shinza's are Japanese examination to like rank. Yeah. Dude, it's like it's dojos from like Houston and Austin and Dallas came down. And so I think it was a total of 80 people everybody knew who he was and everybody was telling me stories about him and so apparently dude like that there is a rule like that was made because of him uh so years ago like he came to the states from japan and so chose to compete in two national tournaments he wiped the floor with everybody Mm. so basically now there's a rule like that if you choose to do kendo and come from japan you have to belong to a dojo for like about a year or two like, you can't just come and register and compete because it's obvious, like, you're going to wipe the floor with everybody mm-hmm. because, I mean, over there, like, this is huge, like a religion, like karate. Yeah. It's big. I mean, okay, it's basically like T-ball, like, for, like, a lot of Americans, T-ball or peewee football. Like, you yeah. start at a young age to try to, yeah. you know, like, level yeah. up. That's how it is. But it's very crucial, dude. Like, the testing is very crucial, like, from your footwork, from your Japanese commands. And also from your ki, like how loud your energy is, mm-hmm. and your warrior cry, dude, it was amazing. And so out of eighty people, like I think I came in top sixteen. I had no idea, but I fell in love with this art, and it's helped me practice meditating because that's also one of the things, you know, to meditate. And so, basically, that's one of the main reasons why. The first time I go to Japan, I want to find, like, more ways to reach peace. Yeah. You know, like, just, like, within me. Since, since yeah, dude, like, I might have a lot going on. And, you know, like, you smile here and there. You know, but sometimes, like, you just, like, damn, dude. Like, something in me isn't, isn't completely relaxed. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, something just makes me want to shout. 
or just kind of like lash out at the wrong people. And so it's kind of why most of my time is spent at the boxing gym or like, you know, like practicing my kendo there as well. Uh, since right now, um, we hold training at the Bledsoe Miller Center. Mm-hmm. Since our sensei like, doesn't have an official dojo yet. But man, dude, to like learn from somebody that has lived that life, still living it and still practicing it to like try to reach that eighth dawn status. I mean, like you cannot pass it up or take it for granted because you never know like exactly like, like when the next time is that you'll learn from somebody that authentic. Yeah. So it's it, it it's and, awesome, and dude. Pr- and a prestige in their art. Yeah, yeah dude. Like way up there. Dude, cuz seriously, like okay, since okay, since if you see him, he's a man of few words. Yeah. He's tall. He's like a man of few words, man. But I mean like once he starts to like just like put on like the kendo gear and to like talk to you. Like he wants you to be better because he wants people to love like this art form the way that he mm-hmm. loves it. And so to know that Waco offers it, it's awesome. Because I mean this is a huge thing like that you can keep doing for years to come. Okay, so for boxing, like boxers like basically retire like forties, fifties, you know. And then soccer players as well. And then some NFL players as well. But in Kendo, dude, like you could be 70 something and still testing. Yeah. Still training. Yeah, and, and I'm like, yo, then that's the route I want to take. Yeah. Yeah, that's that those are the best things, you know. Especially if you if you find something like that mm-hmm. when you're a little bit older, you still have like that length mm-hmm. of time where if you find, you know, it, when you're when you're 30 years old, you're like, I really love football. Well, it's, you're not gonna do anything with that. No, not, not, not the age of 30. But no, I mean, I'm gonna well, throw the ball around. Yeah, yeah. You can play with some buddies or whatever. Yeah, but you'll it. never play any kind of competitive no. thing because you're just you're done. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a young man's yeah, sport. Yeah, that, that is. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. But here, yeah, man. And man. it's like, uh, like it would be, what, what what you're doing would be like learning jujitsu from like helio gracie or something mm-hmm. like daily instruction mm-hmm. from one of the you know the masters yeah. or something you know so yeah it's uh one, one thing that i've i've been interested in in a while and it's, we don't have it here is, is judo mm. but um uh my i have a cousin he's uh his fiance his fiance's dad his mm. name is ron trip he's right. from oklahoma and he's um he's a world sambo champion oh for and he's like in judo champion, he's on like the international board and stuff. And I'm that's like, man, crazy. I wish he lived here in Waco because yeah? <laughs> I would want to train with that dude. Yeah, they called him his uh, his uh, competition name was the Terminator. What? Yeah, and he was like, he was the only person that beat Hicks and Gracie in regulated combat. Are you serious? Yeah, it was pretty crazy, but Damn. he's in Oklahoma, so <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I can't do just it. Just a small drive, yeah, yeah. somewhat. Well, I have uh, I have in laws that live there now. There you go. So I'm like thinking, like, okay, man, when can I make a trip up there and like go, yeah. you know, learn some stuff from that guy? But yeah, they don't tell him. I mean, hey, like this kendo thing is cool though. That's that's dude, awesome. It, it's beautiful. Yeah. Man. When I when mean, I saw your uh, the gi, yeah, is it called a gi? Okay, I, okay. I was wondering if it was called no, a gi. Okay, okay, um, okay. So pretty much like that. There's like three layers, I guess you could say. Okay. To to like the whole thing. Okay, so first is your hakama, like which is like what, um. It's the bottom half of your gi. Okay. And then at the top half is gi, of course. And so then, like, the armor is the bogu, you know? 
and 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 so then like your gloves like your cortez and so then like your men is like the the mask okay and the um head towel that we wrap on our head before we put on the armor it's called the tenugui you know and so of course like we practice with a bamboo shinai and so it, it dude it is amazing it is amazing man i i kid you not because technically like there's only three blows like that we have to focus on right now since we're still starting off mm -hmm. right? okay there's the men and then there's the kote which is right here your wrist and and then, then there's the dole which is like your side okay. that's literally it but since it's a lot harder than what it sounds since in boxing and like in any other like sanctioned fight sport it's loud everybody's cheering chanting that you have to kind of zone the noise out and focus right mm -hmm. complete opposite here it's quiet like just just clapping literally so you're completely focused like the only thing you can't see is your opponent's face because mm -hmm. of the you know the armor yeah but it is like chess it's quiet dude like you have to just remember your training your footwork your posture yeah and and um your warrior chant like yeah like like be loud like be known like so that the entire gymnasium facility hears you it's possible and so that's every strike has to be precise. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Every strike has to be clean. And that's why you want to be called three strikes. Three strikes. You want those perfected, perfected right? strikes, yeah. dude. And I mean, sometimes like we might think during drills we're doing it right. And there's always something. And so Sensei notices, he's like, no, 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 no. Cut, cut, cut. Since he says to me, like, you bounce it. No. You just cut, cut. It like has to be precise. And, and so I'm like, yes, Sensei. You know, and so I remember one time he was really, like, really helping me out. Like, the dude, I just spoke Spanish. I was like, okay, you entendí. And he stops, pauses, and looks at me like, huh? I'm like, I'm so sorry, Sensei. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like, I just got in the moment. Like, I just got in the moment. Like, he's like, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> you know, but I'm like, a lot of the commands are pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of respect. Like, there's a lot of tradition like that we practice. Trust me, dude, like, if you or your boy or if anyone ever chooses to like try it out like just like shoot me a message like and i will direct you to sensei you know his email and stuff like that like and he will let you know when you can come to to the beginners classes and mm -hmm. stuff like that but uh it is it's awesome dude i mean honestly like that at the age of 70 something dude like, like that you can still answer a tournament yeah that's awesome it is it is cool yeah it's like i mean it's like a more it's like an active chess you know it is it is very much so <laughs> yeah it is very much so yeah. dude. you know what i'm saying and and uh here like you don't have to worry of like oh man dude like that i'm gonna get hit hard or this and that no dude because it's always those three strikes yeah it's always gonna be those three strikes but it's just how precise and fast and uh how efficient and clean like that you can land them and so through time like just like with lots of practice like you get better and better because i know the main drill like that we always practice is the kirikaish and so pretty much like you have to hit the head first like you go man 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 like fours forward and then five backwards like and then one long and then strike and um yeah man since i know like that that's the main drill like that a lot of the judges look at first because it shows your footwork your command your posture and your strikes. Mm. 
all in one. And so, I mean, trust me, like they're very precise of their judging. But, I mean, yeah. I was very fortunate to have ranked um, Sankyu since it's, okay, since it's EQ, Nikyu, Sankyu. And, and, and then there's the others, like, that are further and further. So, basically, like, the closest that you are to the EQ, that means, like, that you don't have that much time to wait, like, until you could, like, test again. Mm -hmm. And so, that's always, like, blessed to receive the Sun-Q uh, ranking. And so, now, like, I'm able to enter in tournaments. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, instead of just say, oh, hey, I just started yesterday. No. You know, so. That's it's cool. It's beautiful, man. Yeah. All right, man. Well, <clears throat> on that, uh, I think we'll call it. Uh, All right. I, yeah, I mean, I'd like to have you on again sometime sure. too, man. Because I, I want to. There's, there were so many things, you know, like we just kind of like just talked just about a little bounce, bit, like randomly, but yeah, 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 like a small like outline to, to kind of dig in a little more. And yeah, some, for sure. Some, some things, sure, but um, so uh, for one last thing, I've uh, I'm making it um, the sort of my end of show thing is right. to is to to give my guest a book. Oh right. And uh, and I actually went and bought <laughs> a book to give you. Yeah. Because I thought it'd be really cool, but. Knowing that you haven't read Book of Five Rings, I I want to gift you my copy of Book of Five Rings. Oh shit! Because I think this was this is so much more for because I I had The War of Art Stephen Pressfield, which uh -huh. is a fantastic book. But this dude, I think you will love this because it's like, um, because uh, Miyamoto Musashi he's mm. he wrote this four hundred years ago, essentially, and it's like it's about. Um, taking his sword play because he was a duelist like mm -hmm. he was a famous duelist mm -hmm. i mean he had duels with dozens and dozens of people and mm -hmm. he was in like combat all the time right. killed a lot of people <laughs> in these duels and stuff but um he takes the art of of sword play and he just extrapolates that to everyday life and how to deal with struggle and conflict right with that and it's like he i mean we talk about a warrior philosopher. This dude is, hmm. he is one All for right. sure. So Thanks, man. Wonder. want you to have that. Appreciate it, man. Harigashimasu. It's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, man. Thanks for being on the show, man. Yeah, thanks, dude. It's good talking thanks. to you. All right.